Father, we thank you. We give you glory this morning. We adore you. We uplift your name, Father. We know, Holy Spirit, there are so many people here who have a broken past. And these hurts, oh God, and, uh, and hatred and bitterness has uh, built up uh, a mountain in within their hearts, affecting their relationship with you and affecting their relationship with people. Holy Spirit, we pray this, that, Lord, as uh, we seek your face this morning, you're going to come and bring inner healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, one of the things that my wife was sharing is that uh, each and every one of us have gone through stuff that has affected how we live today. Most of our, our reaction or our attitude or anything that we do has got everything to do with how you were brought up. Some of our relationship problems that we find ourselves in has got everything to do with our background. The Bible says in Psalms 11 verse 3 that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You see, God has no problem to bring transformation in our lives or to do wonders and greater stuff in our lives. But the problem is the foundation upon which we have built our lives. And everything that you and I have gone through in our lives plays a part to, your, to, to where you are at today. And if you ignore them and you don't deal with them, it will continue to affect you for the rest of your life. What I want to share with you is about spiritual warfare. Every one of us will one day or a few minutes from now, you will be engaged in spiritual warfare, whether you like it or you don't like it. Especially if you are a Christian who has given your life to the Lord, you will find that the enemy will find words to fight you. Now you got to understand the enemy will not fight you using sin because he knows the sin has been defeated on the cross. There is nothing you and me can do to defeat sin than what Jesus has already done. So you got to understand as Christians what we don't know. We know the power of God. We know the word of God. Some of us we can quote the scriptures back and forth. But the problem is not not knowing the word of God. It is what the enemy's traps and tricks that he puts in our lives that affect us to walk in the power of the word of God. It's one thing to know the word of God. It's another thing to understand and to walk in the power of the word of God. Just because you know scriptures doesn't mean you are walking in the power of the scripture. The Bible says the devil knows every scripture. Did you know that? The only thing he doesn't know and he can't do is to walk in the power of the scripture. I want you to pay very much attention this morning. Because uh, this message will help you move forward. Some of our reaction in this place is simply because of words that has been spoken over our lives. The bitterness, the hatred, or some things that you have experienced, the rejection. Let me tell you something. When you are rejected at a younger age, you will continue to feel the spirit of rejection when you grow up. I want to share with you the tactics of the enemy. Jesus, as he was sending out his disciples, 
he told them one thing that is very profound and to this day I pay much attention to that you know what he said offense will come he did not tell them you got the power go win the world there because he knew what will stop them from winning the world or from sharing the gospel is simply offense there is nothing else we are living in a generation where people are offended offended with so many things from the past offended through the words offended through the building we there is just a spirit of offense especially in the nation of Canada we are offended how this place looks like we are offended how this one did this and the enemy uses offense to set traps against our lives I want you to look at this first look at Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11 one big, we'll be quick here, and I want you, man of God, to tie me, because when you get this preacher going, we're going to be here for the rest of the night. Let's walk through this. Listen, people of God. In this season we are living in, if you don't understand the tactics of the enemy to bring you down, and I know there are some teaching out there that you don't have to worry about the devil, but why do you find yourself still hurt and in the same position day in, day out, if you don't have to know your opponent? We don't study the devil to know how powerful he is because our God is powerful. We study our opponent to know what are the traps that he sets before me to fail each and every day. Many people do have and do know the word of God, but they do not know why they fail every time. You start something, it crumbles. You start your day, by the end of the day, you are so mad, so upset, so, so upset, you can't even, uh, you know, relate well with people. Why? Look at uh, Proverbs 19 verse 11. I'm reading from the NIV version, I believe. Let's try the NIV. A man's wisdom gives him what? Patience. But look what follows. It is to his glory to overlook what? An offense. Why? Have you ever paid attention or you've only read the Bible where it says good stuff and yet the Bible gives us, you know, these things to understand where the devil is going to destroy your relationship, where the devil is going to destroy your home, where the devil is going to de destroy people. There are so many people in the wilderness right now moving from one church to another because somebody hit them here so they move to another church, they are hit again, they move to another church. That is the gift and the trick of the devil to keep you wandering around without coming to the fullest of God's destiny for you we quit friendship based on what we heard them speak not realizing the devil uses the power of the word just as God uses the power of the word now look at this Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 to 27 I want, I want us to lay the foundation here. In your anger, do not sin. Does the Bible say, don't be angry? No. I want, I want to hear that. Does the Bible say, don't be angry at all? The Bible says, in your anger. So you are entitled to be upset. Okay? 
If you don't get upset, I don't know if you're from this planet. Because this world will make you upset on so many stuff. This world will make you upset, mad, so many stuff. You look in the political world. You look into this society. You look, you are just mad. I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm upset. And the devil is happy because as long as you are upset, you are a contaminated vessel of God. You got to understand what comes to pollute the presence of God in our lives. Sin came for a season, but sin has been defeated. One thing that you need to deal with is the things that corrupt our spirit in the inside. And these things come through words that people speak, and these words turns into what? An offense. Now look at this. In your anger, do not sin. I mean, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still hungry. Why is the Bible telling you not to do that? Look at the second, uh, the, the, the 27. What does 27 say? And do not give the devil what? A foothold. So you want to give the devil the keys to your life? The keys to your future? The keys to, your, to everything that God does? It's not for you to go just sin because we haven't been opened up to the spiritual warfare. How the devil fights you. You can just wake up in the morning, all is good, you're doing good. You've prayed up early in the morning, you're excited. It's Monday, you're going back to work and then you get in your car and the only thing that you get as you're driving, somebody cuts you off and then they start doing those uh, sign languages. You know the languages I'm talking about? I mean, don't, don't be holy on me. You know what I mean. And you are already upset why the enemy's goal is to get to your heart. Because if he can get to your heart, everything you're going to speak will be polluted. When you are broken in this inside, there is no way you can say something good. When you are upset, there is no way you can love. When you are hurt... In your life, and you've been covering this hatred. Let me tell you, there's something that you can never pretend and you can never cover. It's the things that babbles in your heart. Because one day it will man first. And the devil, that's what he uses. Now look at this here. It says, uh, in your anger, do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Right there, I'm stopping. Where am I giving the devil a foothold? Why would somebody just come out of nowhere, say some stuff, and I'm totally, totally destroyed and mad? Why is it very difficult when you hear people say stuff to you and you are mad for the rest of the day? Why? Because words are very powerful as we, we learned last night. And words, when spoken, they send a forceful power to, to come into your very foundation. And they begin to manipulate how you think. They manipulate what you see, how you feel. If you look at many of us... Here are some of the questions. Obviously, you've asked these questions before. What did, he, what did she say? Or what did he meant by that? Why does she or always or, or why does she always hate my feelings? 
In Canada, we say what? She gets to my nerves. He gets to my nerves. Because he knows when the enemy attacks your nerves, there is no way you're going to manifest the character and the nature of God. Let me tell you, people of God, as Christians, these, these are real stuff I'm telling you. The devil knows when to take you down. He's not going to take you when you read in your Bible. It's when you're upset. Because when you're upset, you don't smell like a sweet aroma. You smell like a lion. Ah, I'm going to hit you. So how has the devil destroyed the church today? How has the devil paralyzed the people of God without moving in the power of God today? By getting to your nerves. And how does it get to your nerves? There is already a platform in your life. You were assaulted when you were young. You were rejected when you were young. And when you bring that into your marriage, you bring that into your situation, what happens is that you will always end up being hurt. Because you are already wounded. There is nothing that I can say that will be good to you. There is nothing that I can do that will be good to you. Why? There is already a, a foundation that has been laid in your life that has got cracks with upset. We read last night, it is very difficult to do what? To win an offended brother. One of the things that Jesus, the mighty Jesus, could not do. Do you know that there are things that he could not do? One of the things that Jesus, the mighty Jesus, could not do was to heal many sick people in his homeland. Why? Because the people were offended with Jesus Christ being the Messiah. The devil wants you to walk into the church offended already. Why? You are not going to hear or to receive the word of God because you are already offended. And two, secondly, when you are offended and you begin to pray for people, you are praying from a position of defeat already because you are carrying hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness that is an antenna to the devil. Read the Bible. Before Jesus healed or prayed for anybody to be healed, the first things that he said was what? Son or daughter, your sins are forgiven. Why? He was releasing them from the grip of the enemy who operates under the power of unforgiveness. You are entitled not to forgive who has done something wrong to you. And I'm not just playing what has been done to you to say it is nothing. No, 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 no. I'm telling you this. There is a reason why the devil wants you offended. And as long as you are here on earth, you're going to be offended tomorrow. You're going to be offended every hour. And if you call yourself a Christian, the devil knows where to test your faith. That's why you begin to hear now, as I'm sharing with you, the context of why Jesus would say, hey, if they slap you on the other side, give them the other cheek as well. Why was Jesus teaching that? He understood offense was the only tricks that the enemy could use to, to, to do what? To demean his messiahship on earth. Because if everybody else is offended and you are offended, what difference do you make? 
If I say I have a Christ in me, I have got Jesus in me, I've been changed by Jesus, I've been transformed by Jesus, and yet I freak out just the way the world freaks out. What is the difference that is make? 